Super Clash. It is the Super Clash podcast. We are back with episode 19. I am your host, Kale. Hey, I'm Connor. Yeah, and hopefully uh, this podcast will be a lot better sounding because the last one was a pain in my ass. Uh, It turned out that the last five minutes of the last episode, for some reason, Connor's feedback was horrible, so I tried fixing it. And I thought it was the final five minutes, and it turned out to be Connor's entire track. And so, yeah, episode 18, which I thought had our best content, turned out to be the worst audio quality, and it pisses me off. But hopefully, knock on wood, on our wood table, that these new mic cables that I bought will fix the problem. I spent $55 each on these. If it doesn't work, we're suing the company that sold them. Yes, uh, where are you? I'm, we're... We're suing you, Roland Microphone Cable Gold Series. Exactly. 55 bucks. I really, really hope these will work out. And these are really long, too. I guess this is kind of future-proofing it, too, if we ever move to a, like a, a bigger room to yeah. record in. you know. We have... uh, okay, so, I, so what I did was on purpose, then. Exactly. Exactly. So, Connor, how are you doing? I am... Okay, it was. It's been a pretty rough week, so yeah. If I don't have like a whole lot to talk about game wise, please forgive me because I honestly hardly got to play anything. Mm-hmm. Though what I did play was kind of just like older stuff, so kind of nostalgic stuff. Yeah, just kind of like the the stuff that like you know you can kick back and have a beer and play kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay, so so a little little side topic here. What is your go-to comfort game when you just have a bad day? Um, probably a tie between like Battlefield Four is pretty fun, uh, or Civ Five. I would agree with Civ Five. We probably talked about this topic before. I honestly can't remember. We we recorded almost nineteen episodes within almost twenty twenty weeks. Yeah, I guess for me, it, it's starting to become Pokemon a little bit. Okay, um, I'd understand that. And actually, probably Pokemon Snap, which we'll talk about later, or um, I guess Doom or Doom likes because it requires no thought. Oh yeah. Or that that or maybe just a like a story driven game. Okay. Which I'm I'm oh man, I'm still yet to play Marquette that that free game from a couple months ago. It's supposed to be oh, like yeah. very story driven. The one on PS Five. Yeah, yeah. So I I haven't heard any, anything about it. I don't know if it's good or bad. Yeah, it just kind of flew under the radar, and it didn't really get a lot of uh, attention, I don't yeah, think, from so most people. Hopefully, it's a hidden gem. But other than that, so my week was okay. I did play a lot of Returnal, more Returnal than Pokemon Snap, and which w- was also really nice, but really frustrating at the same time, because um, we'll we'll dive further into it, but I find a lot of the, uh, the articles talking about Returnal, about how difficult it is and all this stuff, to be almost somewhat disingenuous. Yeah. We'll dive further into that. So, um, you mentioned Battlefield Four. You played a little bit of that. So let's start with you, Connor. Uh, what was it like going back to Battlefield Four? Um, okay, so first off, I've installed this game so many times on my system, and I hate installing it every time because it's like over a hundred gigs now at this point with all the DLC and with the PS Five not having that much yeah. uh, room. It like you had to be committed to playing that a lot. Yeah, I went ahead and I installed it on an external hard drive since it's a PS4 game, and I've been right. playing it off of that. And honestly, it loads faster than my PS4 Pro did. 
even Interesting. off of an external drive. So I don't know if, you know, once it's read the game onto the PS5, it's like, all right, you know, we can load up things faster, or maybe it's a placebo. But honestly, it seemed like it's it's moving faster. But it's been really nice going back to it because it's kind of like, it's my guilty pleasure because I have, you know, I've been playing that since it came out in like 2014, I think. I think it was one of the first games to come out for PS4. Yeah. I, I remember when the PS4 was debuted, they showed Battlefield as one of the first games to show the power of the PS4. Yeah. And I have, you know, specific classes that I've already created that I've been using for you know, a few years now that are just like tried and true fun. And I, I just like, you know, cracking open a beer and playing with Trey online. And it's it's a lot of fun. Like I, one of my classes is is a sniper class. Um, I use the basically the Barrett, the, the 50 cal sniper, the M40A5B or something like that. I don't, that sounds Letter right. Letter of numbers yes. kills things. Yes, it makes things go dead. <laughs> and then I'll use that. And then I have another class that's the Dow 12 uh, shotgun with the drum mag and frag rounds. Oh, my gosh. And, oh, it, that one's just fun to use. That, that'll just piss people off. Because in my little experience, like, I play a lot of Battlefield Bad Company and a lot of Battlefield 3. Not so much Battlefield 4. I was starting to um, kind of fall off the competitive multiplayer uh, train around that time. But was was the Dow in Battlefield 3? Yes. And you could use it with a uh, rifle scope. Oh, yeah. I remember people were getting pissed whenever you would use that. I think it was so overpowered. I used to do... What I would do is... So when you fire the frag rounds... They have a um, like a tracer, like you can see them mm-hmm. going through the sky. And so I'd get the rifle scope, and there's the level where there's the aircraft carrier in the distance that people can spawn on. Right. And I would go to the shoreline, pop the Dow 12 almost vertical in the air, and fire, and watch the tracer go, 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 and hit somebody on the deck. Oh. And like it was so satisfying to line up one of those shots. You're like you you aim it up high once, fire watch where it lands, and you're like, okay. And then you kind of like correct it a little bit and then wait for somebody to walk in that general area, and you fire, mm-hmm. and you can just watch it go all the way over onto that aircraft carrier and hit them. It Man. was so funny. Can you imagine, like, the kill cam for that? Oh, like, they're like, what the hell? I got killed by a shotgun <laughs> across the map? <laughs> um, but I, I'm not that trolly in this game. I, I just have, uh, I think, like, a, I think maybe an ACOG on it or something. Just okay. kind of like a, a small scope. And you can do some good damage if you hit them with the frag round. I I remember the uh, flechette rounds in Battlefield Three. The flechette the flechette rounds were crazy in Battlefield Three. I actually preferred using the slugs. Mm-hmm. If you could just mm-hmm. you could hit somebody with a slug, like they were gone in hardcore. You, you had basically turned a shotgun into a sniper. Yes, and, and people get so pissed off, especially um whatever map it was where. It started in the open field, but as you moved forward, it moved into the subway station. And one of the biggest um, places of activity for that map was, like, up the stairs and, ra- and down this hallway and around a corner. It was, like, that area. And there would be people lobbing grenades and and camping there with shotgun uh, slug rounds. And there was, I think, a lot of my deaths, deaths and kills were in that hallway. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of crybabies who play these games now. Uh, that I've noticed. So, like, you can still, like, you know, have your own uh, servers in Battlefield. And there are servers now that you join them and they're, like, they have their own rules to them where they're, like, no shotguns, no snipers. And it's, like, fuck off. 
You just want to play Call of Duty. You just want to be up close and running and gunning right. and shooting each other. That's not what Battlefield is. It never has been. Battlefield's always been a team yeah. game. You, you can have people up close. You can have mid-range. You can have long-range. Like It's it's everything. Mm-hmm. And I like also... Um, uh, Trey and I will also do like tank battles where like he'll be the, the tank driver and I'll be the machine gunner. Mm-hmm. And then I'll also have a repair tool to hop out and repair. And then another fun thing to do is to be a tank killer squad. And so what we'll do is... I'll be uh, typically a sniper with C4, and then he will be a, um, I think, an engineer with an RPG or something. And we'll just basically like spend the entire match just hunting armored vehicles. I that was my uh, class of choice in Battlefield Three and Bad Company was the engineer. Yeah, I would be that person sitting in the helicopter, the passenger seat, constantly repairing. Yes, as uh, one of my teammates who was. Actually, a really, really good fucking pilot in the helicopter. He, I don't know how he would do it, but he would go down the ground and pull up just at the right time and splatter people with the helicopter. <laughs> I, I, I'm not making this up. I used to be sitting there in the passenger seat just repairing. <laughs> just hey. people, like The people I used to play with, like we seriously thought he should have like gone professional because he was actually really good. Yeah. Um, but those were some of the memories. So I would be the repairer, and I would always focus on... Uh, uh, vehicles. So any kind of vehicle that was a threat to my squad, I would basically sacrifice myself to make sure that thing is at least deactivated because one of my teammates I trusted would revive me afterwards. Okay. So we 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 were pretty good. Like I wasn't very good, but I helped. <laughs> so. Hey, I mean, the whole thing is like the reason I go back to Battlefield Four, and for a while. I would actually go back to Battlefield 3 until I kind of got used to Battlefield 4 and they kind of worked out some of the kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I don't go, for instance, to Battlefield 1 or Battlefield V or 5 or whatever you want to call it is because I feel like a lot was lost between those games because of the, the genre. Uh, you know, it's it's more of a... Uh, wor- there was a World War One and then a World War Two shooter versus a modern shooter. You lost a ton of the customization... And the different gun types, I felt. And I, I liked having all the different vehicle varieties. I, I liked the, the customization, as I said. You know, I, all of that just, it felt like a step backwards mm-hmm. when they did it. And I feel like you can do a World War II and World War One. Well, World War One, I'm iffy on. You can do a World War Two shooter fun. Because there was a decent amount of different kinds of weapons and things that they used during World War Two across things. Mm-hmm. The the World War One game, Battlefield One, it was lots very, of trenches. <laughs> yeah, if you played a true World War One game, it would be incredibly boring. It would mostly be bolt action rifles holed up in trenches mm-hmm. um, and dropping mustard gas between each other. Like it wouldn't be a fun game. And I felt like they had way too many automatic weapons in right. Battlefield One to make it even even a an, an ounce of realism to it. Your um, the immersion of like oh I'm in like a war you know is like it's immediately lost when they're running around with automatic weapons in an era that had like so few mm-hmm. and most of your standard frontline infantry was not using automatic weapons right I. I would almost like to see um, the World War One uh, set up almost like a real time strategy. Yes, that that that'd be interesting, or like turn based. I think that would fit the World War One aesthetic a lot more because I want to see a, a competent World War One game. Maybe not so much first person shooter or third person shooter, but 
something of that jo- uh, genre, real-time strategy or turn-based. Yeah. Because that I think that would fare better with the uh, pace of what World War One was. Yes. But I'm hoping... The, the whole, like, overarching thing that we wanted to hit here was I'm hoping with the next Battlefield game, they bring back some of the things that I loved about Battlefield 3 and 4 into this new game. And then mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's a modern shooter or close to modern shooter and uh, that I can get some of that spark back that I had for it. Some people are saying that, you know, that they feel that spark back again with um, either Warzone or Call of Duty Cold War. Uh, I felt some of it to an extent, but you still have a lot of that Call of Duty DNA where you have to have like Twitch-like reflexes. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. When I play, I want to have a more tactical approach sometimes, but also have the option of being kind of like up close. And I think Battlefield 4 scratches that itch because you can get in there and get close, or you can pull back with a scope and kind of survey the area and, and you know, fight from a distance, essentially. Right. Or it had all those different vehicles, too, that you could mm-hmm. choose from, too. There was a lot of variety in the yeah. combat. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how they say, like, Warzone kind of brings that spark back to Call of Duty. I'm, and I'm trying to wrap my head around that. It's like, how? I don't know if I said this on air, but I'm that person. I do not like Battle Royale. I have never liked it. I thought it's. I I think it's, like if you, if anyone listening likes battle royale, cool. It's different. Like different strokes for different folks. Uh, I just think they're kind of silly. I I don't get them. I get frustrated, and I I seriously think it's just a trend, right now. Yeah. And it's it's gonna it's gonna die, and it's gonna be completely forgotten about. Um, I don't know if it'll die and be forgotten. It'll just kind of, kind of like um, maybe fizzle fizzle out yeah i mean it's gonna be like the situation we had with like um overwatch and stuff that was like overwatch Mm -hmm. you know the those games the outliers will still exist but the overall market won't continue to shift in that direction i think i seriously hope not because i understand battle royale is big money for these companies like with the microtransactions the cosmetic stuff and so that's why it's still going strong because a lot of money is being made here and i think that's why a lot of companies are making battle royale games because there there is a very lucrative market but i don't know i just i don't don't really like competitive multiplayer that to begin with that much i've played apex legends i don't like apex legends um i have no interest in Warzone. i don't like how these companies are pushing for it you know are really pushing uh, Battle Royale when you can, which I think you can create more memorable experiences with um, single player games and and like moments when you're playing in private lobbies with friends and, every, and everything. Yeah, I mean, when I play Battlefield 4, I'm not just playing, I'm not going and playing by myself online with randos. I'm specifically going and playing with Trey, and we're, t- we're treating it like it's a team based shooter. Right. Is what we're doing. We're. You know, he and I will be in a closed mic with each other, calling out targets, mm-hmm. you know, um, working together to take down things, working in vehicles together. Like, that's the fun part to me. Right. And I feel like most people don't play games that way, which is a shame because I feel like that's the fun way to play games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we get to the discussion later, 
about Resident Evil, uh, I'm sure my opinions will be a little controversial on that too. So yeah, and something something I kind of wish we could do is just it'd be really fun. But what problem one? It ta- it'll take up a lot of memory, and two, community just becomes so toxic, and we're so far behind at this point. I think it we would just struggle to uh, just to play a simple private game. I want to play with you, me, Trey, and David. Just all go free roam on Grand Theft Auto Five online. That could be interesting. And just do do crazy stuff because I I've seen videos on YouTube with, with a bunch of friends doing really cool looking things, but they're so high level and they have so much money that that they have um the money and the stuff to do these things. And I just feel like our experience wouldn't be as good if we were to do those things uh now, because Grand Theft Auto. Five is going to be ten years old in two years. Yeah, don't quote me, but I think if you're on PC, you can run your own private servers, and that might be an option for us if we yeah. wanted to. We could run if we all got it on PC. We could run a GTA private server and just have friends hang out and do stupid shit in that game. And I, and I think we can play games for money with a private server. Yeah, and so we 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 can kind of do do our thing and kind of build up our our income there. I, I see a lot of potential for fun there is just the Grand Theft Auto community has just become so toxic that I don't want to be associated with that. Yeah, I mean, most online communities are honestly really yeah. toxic. Even even as something as simple as the Pokemon Go community is toxic. Like Shockingly. Yeah, I mean, the Smash community is. I'm sorry, if I'm labeling some community that you're part of, uh, I'm sorry. All online gaming communities end up, once they get to a certain size, they get toxic because mm-hmm. people are, in general, online kind of awful. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we kind of had that experience with uh, Pokemon Go one time, Lily and I. Uh, full disclosure, Lily is homeschooled, and we we got together with some people we met before for a raid at one of our local parks and they like had a discord or slack or whatever. And so they, we can like communicate with each other um, where the next ray is going to be and what time we're meeting up and everything. And the lead, the air quote leader of the group, I don't know how the topic got to homeschooling, but he started saying like along the lines of, Oh, homeschoolers don't know anything. Homeschoolers will, will never be as prepared for, at as public schoolers and everything. Saying some pretty, hurtful things about homeschoolers Hmm. people i guess people who are homeschooled and lily and i just stopped going Hmm. so yeah stuff like that just kind of ruins ruins your experience with that game and i somewhat kind of think about that moment every time i open pokemon go i mean it doesn't stop me from playing pokemon go but it's in the back of my head you have like two kinds of people that can be very negative influences in different gaming communities. You have the people that will take the game too far and take it too seriously and will get upset if you're not doing it the way they want it done. Mm-hmm. Um, or that that's its whole other argument. And then you also have the people that like will try to insert their own opinions or god awful politics sometimes in the games and it's like <sighs> it's like stop just we're playing a game stop shut up please like <laughs> we we play games to escape that shit yeah you don't need to insert your shitty personal opinions into things right. i'm sorry so uh, but <laughs> but super tangent again yeah. um moving on so battlefield 4 battlefield 4 for connor Let's move on to the games that I picked up within the last week. Um, Returnal, Pokemon Snap, 
and I also picked up Cadence of Hyrule and uh, Mario Tennis. I won't be talking about all of them tonight. I'll, I'll, I'm going to play a little bit more Mario Tennis and Cadence of Hyrule and, and then come back uh, with my thoughts on them. But I'll talk about Pokemon Snap and Returnal. Uh, Pokemon Snap uh, first, because I have the least to say about it, because I haven't gotten as far in that either as Returnal. Um, I'm loving Pokemon Snap. It is one of those games, as I mentioned earlier, it's like, if I'm having a bad day, or if I am just not feeling, I it's a game that I can fire up. There's not a lot of pressure to complete your your objectives in that game. And plus, you can kind of just look at Pokemon being adorable and take pictures. Yeah. It's I. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm enjoying it. And from what you told me, your wife has already beaten it. Yeah. She played it like... Like she was like addicted to it. She played it every night and for a long time. So wow! <laughs> and the game's been out for about a week. Yeah, I think it came out what, the thirtieth of last. Yep, month? same day as Returnal. Um, but more thoughts on I I know I it's it's I just touched on it. Um, but it's Pokemon. It's Pokemon Snap. You're it's it's an on rail game to where you try to take pictures of Pokemon, try to get the highest uh point count as you can while adding Pokemon to your Pokedex. And I th- I think the overall story of this Pokemon Snap is that there's some kind of like Luminous or whatever Pokemon that's... I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know, man. So it's... I might cut that part out, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think you're right. Um, I just don't... I'm not really into Pokemon Snap. I mean, this is yeah. probably, I think I mentioned it last yeah, time. Yeah, you did. I, I'm not into it, but I knew Lainey would be, and so I also ordered her the um, the Pokemon Snap camera that lets you oh, print nice. out the photos. Oh, nice. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. I, I think I got that ordered, and it's, the only sad part is it's delayed until, like, mid-June. Oof. Yep. Yep, so yeah. that's fun. <laughs> but again, I don't have a lot to say about Pokemon Snap. I don't even know why I mentioned it, because I just haven't played, played a lot of it, because... Segway, segway, segway. Mm-hmm. I've been playing a lot of Returnal. I got mine installed. Yeah, That's and it. so now he's got to start it. And you know, I think, I think you'll find it enjoyable. So I'm gonna clear the air here for a minute, okay? Uh, the articles are right. The game is difficult, um, but supposedly, it's bringing up the subject of difficulty in games th- in the same way that uh, Sekiro did. Where like there's there's that famous article and I don't know how clickbaity it was, but I think there was someone that that said that Sekiro needs to have an easy mode because it alienates gamers who want to play. Mm-hmm. I would disagree with that statement. I don't like how major companies need to make a game to make it accessible for anybody to where your six year old grandma that can't even work a phone to be able to play the game. I don't necessarily believe in that. I believe in, in accessibility for people with uh like modal issues or vision issues and stuff like that. But I'm 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 rambling. Um, so there there were talks of uh, people who want accessibility options and Returnal to like invincibility for people who want to experience the story and everything. Mm-hmm. And I would disagree with that statement. Um, I think the point of the game is for it to be challenging. That. <laughs> That sense of pride and accomplishment mm-hmm. when you when you overcome a very difficult uh, goal or enemy is v- extremely satisfying. Also, with the difficulty, I almost feel like they're being 
the, peop- the, the articles who are posting the difficulty of Returnal, I almost feel like they're being disingenuous with the difficulty. Because there are some anti-frustration features that this, that will put you at the at the very least the minimum level that you need in the biome that you're in. Um, to my knowledge, I think there are seven biomes total. I'm on the third one right now, and the third one's kicking my ass. So, would that when you say seven biomes, are you implying that there are seven possible levels to beat? Yes. Okay. Uh, but but these biomes are huge. Okay. So you have your four. Your first one's your forest, and then the next one's the desert. Another one is uh, an abandoned citadel, and those biomes is the randomness okay. there. That that that's where you get the random seeds and everything because it's a roguelite. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly the fourth biome is snow. I don't know. Okay. But for example, since I'm I'm on the third biome and I'm spacing out here for a minute, uh, take a sip of my coffee. <laughs> so the third biome. There is an easy way to get to your third biome. You don't need to go to uh, the second biome in order to get to the third biome. And I, I kind of feel like that's what a lot of the articles are are not mentioning. It's just saying that it's really frustrating. You have to start all the way back from the beginning when you die and you lose everything when there's ways you can streamline to get back to where you were. Like, for example, for the third biome, if you beat the the boss of the second biome, you unlock a grappling hook, and you you can start reaching um, places in the second and third biome that were inaccessible before. One of them being a direct line from the first biome to the third biome. So, does the game, when you die, does anything carry over? Yes. Um, any of the, the, the permanent items that you get... Okay. Would be um, your grappling hook, um, your melee attack, and something called ether. Ether is 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 basically your permanent currency. They're extremely rare to find, but they're permanent. Uh, that's the currency for like fabricators that can um, fabricate artifacts, which are which provide benefits for you to uh, get stronger and do more damage. They are rare to find, but you can do daily challenges in your ship. They'll give you between three to five ethers every every single day you do it okay so so you're not starting all the way over when you die not necessarily you're starting over that particular experience but carrying forward any um progression items that you yeah and also abilities with weapons that that you use those are permanent but your weapon proficiency starts over Mm. and your weapon proficiency in this game all it is is that it helps you unlock more powerful weapons. So you start at zero and back to your ship when you die. When you, uh, let's say, hit level five weapon proficiency, all your we- all the weapons that you will find will be a minimum level five le- weapon proficiency. Hmm. So, but I, I had a level five we- weapon proficiency, and I found a level seven weapon. Hmm. But it just means the minimum is going to be whatever your, your weapon proficiency level is. What's your longest run you've gone without dying? Oh, God. I don't know. I managed to maybe get to almost the from the first biome to the third biome without dying, and I died to the, to the boss of the third biome. So let me ask you this, then. Do you think that, let's say, you, you mentioned that the grappling hook can get you from biome one to three. Yeah. If you use that grappling hook, went from biome one to three, do you then have to go back and fight the bosses that were on the first two? No. Okay, so you you're, do not. You can pass the. Um, so in theory, you could get to a point in the game 
where there's like let's say a a jump from one to three and then a jump from i don't know four to five or whatever mm-hmm. like you know um that where you wouldn't have to theoretically beat every single boss to beat the game you do not you only need the you only need to beat the boss once okay uh and you you can't go back and fight the boss again and you can get um items and benefits out of it but it's not but once you beat it once it's not necessary to beat again in your next run um in fact and i i've i've done this before i i've just did boss runs before uh in this game and you can do it uh the only thing that will slow you down if if you have uh kind of a bad seed is every once in a while the the critical path will have lockdowns where you can't you can't exit that room till you kill enough enemies oh. and some of these enemies can be extremely frustrating but each one kind of has their 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 niche that you can, that um or strategy I should say that you can defeat them with um what was I going to say oh yeah talk, go, going back to what I mean by the critical path. Um, on your map, uh, there are symbols that 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 kind of show you where to go for your next objective. You don't have to guess uh, of where to go. Like it's all marked on your map, and side paths are are marked with a different symbol on your map. And so, you can just do a straight up boss run, but you but there are benefits of go, of hitting these side paths and these containment areas because you can get ether, you can get the currency, the oobleites or whatever used to like buy stuff from fabricators and everything that can that can help you so it's it's this game is super complicated well at the same time uh if you play it you pick it up pretty fast i'm I'm actually making it sound more complicated than it, than it is i mean though though while you've explained it it actually has made me more interested to play it than before because a lot of the things you read online make it seem like oh man i gotta every time i died i gotta start all the way at the beginning and you know i gotta do all this but in reality the situation is if you hit certain points yeah exactly you don't have to redo everything necessarily Mm -hmm. and and depending on your seed every once in a while you'll find like this device that you need it's it's expensive it takes six ether to use but again, if you use your daily challenges, uh, try to find these containment areas that can that can reward you in ether, which you could also find ether randomly. It's basically a checkpoint. So if you were to die, you go back to you go back to that that area and you can kind of give it another shot. Um, there's also an artifact called the astronaut figure, which will revive you on death immediately. Um, so these are rare, but the, these are valuable items. Another cool cool feature I I meant, I meant to say say this earlier is kind of the health system. So you'll find these uh these uh these green rocks that, that help with your integrity, which is your health. If you if you find one with uh your full health, you'll there's like these little bars next to your next to your uh integrity. If you get three, your max health increases. Is that permanent or just uh it's it's not it's just for your run. Okay. And and you'll find um like artif like artifacts and um consumables that will increase your your max integrity anyway. Like in the fab in one of the rooms is a fabricator room. Every once in a while you'll get one of the fabricators that will increase your max in- integrity by twenty five percent, and that's a big help, mm-hmm. especially if if you're planning to do a longer run. So there there are ways you can make your run last longer that I feel like the articles are not mentioning. Uh, this game is hard for me personally. 
results may vary. It's not as hard as these articles are claiming it to be. Hmm. Um, it's frustrating, especially if you get lots and lots of bad seeds. That's that's where I think it can get hard is if the RNG just turns against you. Yeah, look at the draw. <laughs> <coughs> and I will say the third biome, I would say, is exceedingly difficult because uh, every once in a while you'll experience these when you fight bosses. They'll do like this this ring that expands to the th- through the arena that you have to jump over in order in order so you don't take damage. That becomes a regular occurrence, that attack in the third biome. A lot of the enemies have, have that attack. Mm. And they will they will close the distance quickly on you too. Jeez. So and the reason why it's important not to take damage in this all one, because because uh, you'll die really quick, of course. But there's a system called um adrenaline. Every three enemies you kill, maybe two or four, depending on what you pick up and everything. You'll you'll gain benefits. So like the first one is a uh, the window for an overload uh, increases. It, the the overload is is kind of like the active reload in Gears of War. Um, and the next one is in uh, enhanced vision to where you can kind of see a red aurora or a red aura around enemies like behind walls. The third one is a, is a max is a more powerful melee attack, and if you get hit. It's back down to zero for adrenaline, hmm. and so it's it's really important to be very fast moving, and just always be on the move, on the move, always shoot, keep shooting because the only thing that will happen you will never run out of ammo. It it follows the same suit as the as the weapons from the first Mass Effect. It just overheats. Okay. And so, uh, play this game like Doom. Always right. be moving, shoot first, ask questions never. <laughs> all right and uh i think it'd be kind of cool i just kind of had this idea while you were talking about it of like what if like it, it wouldn't be every run and it wouldn't be in a predictable spot but every once in a while like in the level you would encounter one of your bodies from a previous run oh you're you're gesturing is that a thing uh story-wise you do find bodies of Celine with oh. audio logs Oh. That'll kind of give you bits and pieces of the story. There's also another feature, an online feature to where you can find bodies of dead scouts, uh, of players that played the game, and you can choose to recover their body, which I can't quite remember what it does, or avenge them. Okay. Um, I have not personally seen them uh, at my world. I've, I've, I've seen dead bodies on the online challenges, but I can't quite figure out how to avenge them or 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 salvage them. I think I want to say if you salvage them, you basically have to fight a, like their husk with, oh. with with whatever they died, um, whatever equipment they died with. Okay. But it's I don't know. I I have not experienced it yet. Supposedly the most recent patch ups ups the amount of um bodies that you can find but i have not seen any yet i don't know if there's a certain point in the story we can find them okay but i gotta do research on that so i I know i didn't let you finish but (laughs) was that kind of what you were saying yeah yeah that's pretty much exactly what i was saying is like you know that you you could every once in a while find uh one of your bodies or i even think the idea of finding like somebody else's is kind of interesting and then um Maybe, you know, every once in a while when you find a body, you can recover, 
maybe not all of their items, but like one item off of them at random or something, right? Yeah, so it kind of follows uh, a little bit of uh, Dark Souls' shoes a little bit, too. It's like blood stains almost. Yeah. So that's cool, though. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. I'm, I'm kind of wondering if this game, and this game is getting really, really good reviews too, which makes me happy because I think it's showing PlayStation that there still is a good market for original IPs. Yeah, exactly. Because so, I remember us mentioning about uh, my concern about that in previous episodes, since they're remaking Last of Us for the PS5. Which so, doesn't need to exist. But, no, it doesn't. Uh... So, but I've done a lot of talking. I've talked about Pokemon Snap, and I've to- briefly touched on Pokemon Snap, and I basically talked about Returnal enough to get you interested. Me, I don't know. I I would say maybe start it tonight. So, maybe, may- I, maybe I know I'll it's... be your return or your Returnal senpai. <laughs> it <laughs> is a time commitment, though. It is a time commitment. It is. Uh. Uh, according to my stats, I played a total of 16 hours. Nice. And shockingly, I've only died about 30 times. <laughs> and I, I was I was actually really shocked. I, I was thinking it was close to 60 or 70. Wow. And, so, and I was like, okay. And that made me feel good a little bit. Okay, I'm doing better than I thought. So the average run isn't super, super long then. No, and again, you, you, can, you can just book it to, to, um, to a boss arena if you want. Okay. Uh, it becomes more difficult uh, in in uh, the later biomes, and another another anti frustration feature, too. I forgot to mention this, is that there are somewhat checkpoints in the biomes. Uh, from what I've read, I, since I haven't reached it yet, um, biomes after biome three, I want to say four through six. If you were to die, you start at biome four. So you so if you so if you were dying biome five, you don't have to go through biome one through five to get back to where you were. So there are there are story checkpoints in order to keep you from just saying fuck it and I quit. Yeah. So that's cool. But moving on, um was there another game before Resident Evil? What do you mean another game? I I, I oh wait, you're right. Uh our sniper elite session. Oh yes, we played more of that. Yeah. And uh, again, we were the best snipers by being the loudest fucking things ever. <laughs> <laughs> that game is—it's kind of a gym, really. <laughs> it really like, is. It's really, really the the kill cams are so satisfying in that game. And I finally got my testicle shot. <laughs> it, was, it, it was beautiful. It was great. It felt good shooting a Nazi in the testicles to make sure that he doesn't breed. Or, well, he's gonna die, but you know. Mm. Uh, I made him past tense. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, but man, that game, it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I do want to keep playing it. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know how far we are into Probably it. Probably not very far. Honestly, we're only like maybe the fourth mission. I don't know how many missions there are total. We're a little over halfway through, you know, tangentially, we're a little over halfway through Zombie Army, I That's think. That's good. Yeah. I'm, that game's getting hard. Yeah. It's a little tougher. Yeah. But, uh, so Connor and I, we did... We did the mission with uh, the railway gun, and some dock in Italy that ha- that we had to be su- like super sneaky, which we said fuck it. Um, the railway mission was difficult because that's when they started introducing vehicles. Yeah, y- there's like light armor, and you're like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> but but you can, but with with a little bit of skill, skill, uh, you you can shoot the, shoot the gunner and the driver. I want to th- call out a kill that I did that was 
phenomenal, and I didn't get enough praise for it, first of all. Because I, I think I know which one you're talking about is because it happened so fast, and there was, like, no x-ray. I didn't really know what happened. There was a truck coming down the road, headed towards us with reinforcements in back. It was like a big truck. Oh. And I just shot, and I was initially trying to shoot and hit the driver just to, like, take it out. And instead, I shot and hit the gas tank on the side of it. Oh, And the whole oh, yeah. thing exploded, killing everybody <laughs> in the vehicle. That is amazing. And I was like, oh, my God, I am a god. <laughs> I am the best sniper ever. <laughs> and that was just amazing. I felt really good about that one. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one I did that was, like, I took out the radio operator from, like, way across I the map. I remember that. I was like, you had to, like, watch the kill cam. It's like, and it like hit his grenade and made him explode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. And let me let me tell you, man, you have an affinity to shooting off their jaws. Yes, their lower jaw, just like every single time. Every single time. <laughs> and uh, I have an affinity for like either hitting them in the intestines or just right at the top of the head. <laughs> you just like scrape the top of their head off, like. Hey, <laughs> but but you also had had probably the best shot ever. It's like literally right between the eyes. Yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. And we got a couple eyeball shots too. Yeah, which I didn't think oh, we had those things before. are brutal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, I will say the German snipers that we go up against—they are a pain in my ass. Oh, they—they they shoot you with stuff that knocks you on your ass. Yeah, it does. And I want to know if there's a way you could unlock more powerful uh, scopes in the in the game because I know you can zombie army. There has to be a way to we can unlock a more powerful scope. I think you can in that. Because you can zoom in really far with your binoculars. And I want the same thing with uh, with our snipers because there were times when we were trying to counter-snipe across chasms to where I, I couldn't tell if the guy was sticking out, sticking its head out or not. Um, I don't know if the... Uh, I, well, you're colorblind. Cause, but I know Hateful. The, uh, the, I know the color changes... Uh, Depend like from like orange to red. I don't know if I don't know if that means you can you have a clear shot or not because I, I think red means you have a clear shot. Okay, because I f- I feel like that's happened before, but I only end up for one it didn't go to a kill cam and I just end up maiming him even mm. though I'm pretty sure I aimed at him. And I've had a few times when it was red and I shot him and it only like injured them, but it was rare. But yeah, like I shot this dude in the leg and like it was it was in the red. And I thought he was dead, and then he starts going on. You know, it was the guy climbing uh, yeah. the ladder. Remember him? Oh, yeah, I I remember that. That happened to me. The guy was climbing a ladder. I shot him like on, in the side, mm-hmm. and he and he was climbing down like it was nothing. But the second time, I I did a headshot as he was climbing down the ladder. <laughs> that was super satisfying. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And he just goes limp as he falls down the ladder. It's, it's great. It's a lot of fun. It can be challenging, though. It I is. I think we, we struggled quite a bit on that railgun level. Mm-hmm. And I would say the biggest struggle is lack of ammo. Like yeah. it, you, you have to, you have to uh, search bodies uh, to find ammo. And two, the controls, are, again, are so convoluted. Like That's why Zombie Army, I would say, control-wise, is better. Yeah. Because it's simple. Um, there's, there's a lot you can do on... On Sniper Elite, to the point where it becomes a little bit overcomplicated. Yeah, I would agree. But maybe that just means they streamlined it for Zombie Army. I and, don't really know. Yeah, and I'm kind of hoping if they make a Sniper Elite 5, that they kind of use the control scheme of a Zombie Army. Yeah. 
I actually wonder now if there's if you go to the options if there's a simplified controls or if maybe changing the controls a little bit will will help. Maybe I'm actually interested in that. I may have to check that out. But yeah, I, I, I want to play more of that game. <laughs> me too. Me too. It's I'm having a lot of fun. It's, it's like uh, killing Nazis. It's beautiful. It's a it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> and so, but yeah, so that's that's Sniper Elite, and our last uh, topic of the night will be. Resident Evil Village. I picked this up today, actually. Oh. Yeah, I was at Target, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll pick it up. Give me one of these here. Thank Ooh. you. Of course, uh, not not the fault of of the employees, but it did take them a long time to finally get to me. I, I hit the little call button. You're just in there spamming the button. Help, help, help. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be that, that person, but I, I know that places are understaffed right now, and so I try to be patient. I do my best to be patient. We've we've lived the retail life. Yeah, in our past. Oh lives. man, we worked at a uh, certain clothing store, uh, and I would say that it was, I guess, not terrible, but not really living the dream either. Yeah, it wasn't my worst job. Uh, I think you could do a lot worse than retail if you're doing a minimum wage job. I think mm-hmm. the worst thing would probably be food. Personally, I'm sure there's people out there that get fulfillment out of working food, but that was that was the one job that made me want to like die every day. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I worked at a uh, at a drive-in food place, and that was one of my first jobs. And I thought about putting my head in the fryer every single day. I worked at McDonald's right off the highway. Oof! It was one of the most busy McDonald's too in the area, and it uh, felt like it. And they were always understaffed. And this was back in. 2010 damn and uh, they were always understaffed and i would end up working this is a tangent of i'm sure but you know I, I would be working the front register during breakfast as well as both the drive-through windows and um doing the potatoes in the fryer and making the like special drinks like coffee and and other things like that so um yeah that's and they wanted to give me <clears throat> at the time like Seven twenty-five an hour to do that, and I was a teenager, and it's incredibly stressful. Right, and adults were yelling at you all the time, and anybody who says that people working fast food or uh, retail or whatever don't deserve a fair wage can go fuck themselves, <laughs> because honestly, that was the hardest job I've ever had, and anybody now who has worked one of those jobs and who works a better job now you know, that pays more money, knows which one was harder. Yeah. I've heard that said before, and yes, that was a harder job on me mentally, emotionally, and physically. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> yes, but... Uh, Back to, to Resident Evil, which was also probably going to be hard on us, <laughs> at least emotionally and mentally. It'll be, it'll be hard on my pants. No, I'm just joking. Uh, to death by Snoo Snoo. Snoo Snoo. Please step on me, large woman. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. Crush my skull. I don't actually like tall women. I'm sorry. Um, I actually got the collector's edition from GameStop in yesterday. Very fancy, by the way. Very fancy. It comes with a statue of Chris Redfield. comes with a very nice hardback uh, art book that I went through this morning. Uh, it comes with a cloth map. Of the game. Ooh, that's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And a deluxe edition uh, copy of the game, so you get all the 
DLC goodies. So um, I have yet to do anything with it because my PS5 is out of storage. I have too many games on it. Right. <laughs> at the moment. Got it. You got to start making decisions. You got to keep Sniper Elite on, though. <laughs> well, okay. What I might do is, like, as quick as possible, try to beat um, maybe Zombie Army or one of our other games that we're a decent chunk of the way through. Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I'm, I was also playing through Resident Evil 7 with David, and I think we're fairly far in that game. So, I mean, if if I could get him to come back over and we could continue our playthrough, um, I might be able to just delete 7 and put in 8, you know? like Fair enough. That might be a plan, but, you know. Um, right. I also got a couple other games this week um, I didn't mention to you. I got a couple Ooh. Switch games and a Vita game. Oh, nice! Yes, but, sir. Hold on, but, but but before we move on, move on to that, you you said something about Resident Evil Village that would be kind of controversial. Oh, uh, yeah. I was actually watching a video with my wife. Um, I think yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. Maybe it was yesterday. Um, it was a video that somebody made that kind of went over the the history of the Resident Evil franchise. And one thing that kind of, like, struck me and, like, kind of, like, pissed me off a little bit is, like, they're going through the games and blah, 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 and then, you know, of course they're going to freaking rub one off to Resident Evil 4 like everybody does. It's everybody's right. fan favorite. I'm, I'm so... T- that game is the most overrated game at this point. Even if it's a good game, the amount of praise and port this, ports that game has got, it's, it's masturbatory at this point. It's so much. <laughs> I'm tired of it. <laughs> but uh, when they got to Resident Evil 5... They're like, you know, despite uh, getting pretty decent reviews, uh, most Resident Evil fans don't actually like this game. And it's like, uh, how about you fuck off? Because that was my favorite Resident Evil game. And they're like, you know, a lot of people thought that by making it co-op, you know, it kind of ruined the the horror experience. And uh, I, I just don't get that mindset. I, I, we've had this argument before in the in the uh-huh. podcast. Not argument, but because I think you were on, on board with me, but that horror games can be enjoyed with more than one person and still be Absolute, fun and enjoyable. I, I 100% agree. And there are still you can still make a co-op game scary. Like you can have separate the players at times. Oh shit, we got to get back to You know what's a perfect you know? example of that? E- even though it wasn't as good as the other previous games, Dead Space 3. Yep. Uh th- there were there were moments of Dead Space 3. I, I don't I don't mean to to interrupt you to where Isaac and and the other guy Whatever, whatever the fuck his name military is, military dude. I don't yeah, know. to where military dude was like stuck in like this tran this trance. He had to try to f- try to um like fight to get out of it. But you as Isaac had to protect him, mm-hmm. and that's where the tension can start right raising. Yeah, exactly. And so you, it, it's possible. It's been done before. Yeah, I I think horror games to me, even if they're single player, they're more fun played together. And I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it's just, it's fun being scared with a friend and playing off those reactions. Yes, exactly. It, I agree. It's more interesting. If I'm sitting there being scared by myself, there's a little bit of enjoyment out of that. But I feel like, you know, it's more interesting if uh, you can see your buddy, like, jump or freak out or, you know, you can kind of, like, right mess with them or whatever. Especially if you know what's coming up or whatever. Um, but anyway, that's kind of, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. It didn't really have much to do, do with Resident Evil 8 other than it was a video about Resident Evil 8. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of wish like, I wish they'd bring it back. I know that they, they've probably been soured on it because of 
Resident Evil 5 and 6, um, like the fan backlash, which fuck the fans. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, games can be fun and not also your favorite thing. You know, like, <sighs> there are different kinds of people out there in the world who like different kinds of games for different reasons. Right. And they don't all have to be the same. And if I'm going to be honest here, I, when I watched that video, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way when they hit the point about, they were talking about, Oh, uh, Resident Evil Seven was a a return to how the franchise was, and uh, you know it really brought back the way things were. I've played through parts of Resident Evil Seven. There's scary parts, but there's a lot of action in it, and it's a first person game. How is that taking it back to the roots? Right. Like it it has the horror element. Okay, cool. But Resident Evil was never first person, and Resident Evil, you know, the thing that you hated so much about Five and Six was all the action. There's a lot of action scenes in 7. Right. Um, like the, the boss battles were always a high intensive, very fast paced. Like uh the the first boss battle with uh with father or whatever his name was, Papa. Oh yeah. Like like for, like that was like depending on how you played, it was so fast paced. The car scene? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh and, and even honestly, if you want to really go back to the the fan favorite, Resident Evil 4, there's a shit ton of action in, in Resident Evil 4. With El Gigante and all that other mm-hmm. stuff, you know, th- it does have some like plotting, more um, survival horror elements than like five and six do, but it it's kind of the same. Anyway, that's my little Resident Evil rant. I'm sure that's gonna trigger some Resident Evil fanboy. Out Whatever. There. So, and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm not as familiar with the uh, Resident Evil games as you are because I haven't played much of the Resident Evil games, but. Village has me interested. I literally know nothing about it other than Snoo Snoo Lady. Um, Which RE games have you played? I played a little bit of 7, but 7 kind of stressed me out to the point where I kind of stopped playing. I want to go back and just just so I can experience it. And this might be controversial, but hey, as Connor as Connor said, let people play the game the games they want and yep. and play them the way they want to play. I want to experience the story. I want to experience the scares the scares and everything so i might play it at an easier level yeah that's fine um just just so like i don't have to feel like uh doing doing a uh, an encounter over and over and over again um and just be frustrated so i literally know nothing about resident evil i have no idea like like your statue is chris redfield do you play as chris redfield in this game in as resident evil 8 i don't think so I don't really remember. I don't. I've been trying to purposefully stay very minimal on it. The only thing I've seen is the trade trailer with Lady Dimitrescu. That's literally all mm-hmm. I've seen. I've been trying to purposefully avoid stuff on it because I think the Resident Evil lore is really cool. I used to when I was really young. I used to read the books and I used to um, watch my mom actually play the games when I was young. Young, like too young to play the games. Right. You know, myself and. Uh, then I, I really like all the movies, even though people hate the movies, whatever, fuck off. They're, they're dumb fun for me. Um, it's like Wally's Wonderland. Yeah, Wally's Wonderland. Just dumb fun. I, I like dumb fun. Willy's movies. Wonderland. I, I, I keep yeah, calling Wally's. Yeah. Fuck. That's a sequel. Wally's yeah. Wonderland. <laughs> it's a walrus. Ooh. <laughs> Animatronic walrus? Yeah, he has to like break off one of his little tusks and stab him in the face with it. He gets trapped in an aquarium. Ooh. Sequel cool. idea. But... But so yeah, that's that's Resident Evil, right? Is he, anything else to say? Um, not about Resident Evil. No. Okay, so I'm, um, you talk about about the film reminded me 
uh, let's let's round this episode out with us. Uh, last Friday, you and I saw Nobody, the um, Bob Orenkirk uh, action movie. Uh, so our thoughts on it? It was really, really good. <laughs> I loved that movie. It was great. I I uh, spent twenty dollars on it on Google Play to watch it again. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Oh man, that that bus scene where he, where he's fighting the uh, I guess they're not really a gang member. There was kind of uh the the Russian the Russian mobsters toadies basically. Basically, bodyguards. Yeah. I mean, th- they're this essentially the same kind of people as in John Wick 1 that were like fucking with him and his car you know they were like mm-hmm. the son of a russian mobster and his his yeah his toadies basically and so but but it's one one of my favorite things in action movies like this is just that nice justice served that 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 rush you get when there's like karmatic is that a right word karmatic justice yeah and where he, as he was leaving leaving the bus and one of the, my favorite scenes the bus scene where he's just very calmly Escorts the bus driver out of the bus, and you hear these the mobster and his toady say saying because there because there's a really young, pretty young girl on this bus at night, mm-hmm. and they flat out and they flat out say, um, a young girl on a bus like this at night that's a that's a, that's a bad idea, you mm-hmm. know, that's stupid, and uh, main character Hutch, his inner thoughts were like, this girl's gonna get home safe tonight, mm-hmm. and so it's like one of those really like ah oh, good just karmatic justice especially when he when he empties out the um the rounds out of his gun he's like i'm gonna fuck you up yeah (laughs) (laughs) and of course they all it it was it was all the trailers and they all started laughing and he literally just kicks the shit out of them he literally punches all the teeth out of one guy oh yeah all Uh, his front teeth are just gone they're gone and um for those people who 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 rode a bus, like like you know the the rails that you grab onto that that go from the floor to the ceiling, uh, one guy goes to punch Hutch. He dodges, and he grabs his arm and then like breaks it around that yeah. that fucking bar. <laughs> it was so nasty. Good. And um, I've already pre-ordered this movie by the way to buy. Oh, it, very basically. nice. Yeah. And I, I, I even though Bob Orenkirk is phenomenal in this film. I think the one actor that steals the show is Christopher Lloyd. Oh, yes. As Hutch's dad. Yes, yes. Like the retired CIA guy. Yeah. It's just, I, I, I won't give away what um, his role in this film, but Christopher Lloyd is just a joy to watch. He oh, is yeah. great. And I've, I've heard a lot of people say, like, this movie is too much like John Wick, which I, it's by the same writer. Um, I want to say these starting into a genre of action films to where you have like a um unnamed city and this one guy some something happens to him and he goes out for revenge you know it's a very classic action movie but the way it's shot i would say is is that genre to where it's brutal it is merciless it is just makes you feel good inside to, to, to see to see him win yeah and so and he's not like you can tell he's been in retirement a while, because uh, he's not like the perfect killing machine like John Wick. He he mm. like he makes mistakes, or he'll like you know he'll get his shit kicked in a little bit too, you know. Mm. And it's uh, it's always a little bit fun, and he kind of starts getting back into the swing of it. You know, gets better and better. You know, right? And oh man, it's just one of my favorite scenes is I want to say the main villain in this. He 
he's a Russian mobster that sings karaoke. Yes. And it's stupid but fun at the same time. One of my favorite moments is uh, Hutch. Hutch does something to kind of, to get back at him, and he goes and he goes to the club, and he's just sitting there having a meal, watching him sing karaoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the mobster was like, Are "You enjoying your meal?" He's like, "No, I just came for the show." <laughs> <laughs> just, just, oh, it's so good. Yeah, I, I really like that movie. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. I, I, definitely worth a watch. Check it out. It was definitely worth the twenty bucks. Forty bucks for me. <laughs> yeah. I might get it again. I might I might watch it watch it again actually. I've been I've been actually ha- having a pretty um big hankering to rewatch the John Wick movies as a result. So hmm. I uh but I didn't tell you the other games I got, did I? No, you did not. I got Unmetal. Unmetal? Yeah. From Play Asia. Cool. Which is a uh Metal Gear Solid D make. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You interested now? Mm, maybe. We'll see. Surprisingly, though, even though David is like a huge Melgar Solid fan, I showed it to him and he had like zero reaction, even though it looks like the original MGS game. Huh. And I'm like, wow, okay, well. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I just got his extra copy for you, but but it's it's Never mind. (laughs) Um, And then I picked up two Switch games. Uh, I got the... Atelier Mysterious series, which has three Atelier games in it. Uh huh. Um, and then I grabbed um, the Grisaya Phantom Trigger collection, which has five visual novels in it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So those are those are all my. Pick-ups. You got you got to keep me updated uh, of what those are like. Yeah, I, I'm, I love I'm, the I'm interested in, in those visual novels. I just haven't had a chance to actually do one yet. There's a poster for the Fruit of Grisaya on the wall right there. Oh, look at that. I don't know what that was, so. Yeah, that's what that is. <laughs> but, yeah, those are all the games I picked up. You know, Resident Evil, Returnal, uh, and then those two Switch games and the one Vita game. Oh, what was your, is what was the Vita game? The Unmetal. Oh, okay, gotcha, Unmetal. That makes sense, PS Vita, Metal Gear Solid, so. Crab. Uh, Sebastian, to be uh, specific. Thanks, Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. Uh, uh, it's uh, uh, Sebastian from uh, uh, Little uh, Mermaid. <laughs> See, that needs to be the next ac- action, st- like, like lead of an action film. Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> just his kind of like slow meandering kind of way. And yeah, it's just like, <laughs> can you imagine, imagine hearing him doing ah 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 every time <laughs> he lands a punch? Oh, <laughs> uh, someone super cut that. You wouldn't think that Bob Odenkirk would be an action star, but he's kind of like, he made it seem like, I don't know, he's kind of like an everyman kind of guy, you know? And that, I think that's the point, because he, he looks like a normal dude. Like, Keanu looks like he could kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just how he was portrayed, at least in John Wick, with the long hair, unkempt beard, he does look like someone you don't want to mess with. like The stoic face. The stoic face. If he was more Neo, cut, cut like Neo, he'd probably be more like gooberish and a bit more underestimated. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Or like a Bill and Ted kind of. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. Whoa, dude. I like snapped his neck. <laughs> oh, dude. Pencil. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. I'd love to see a parody with him in that character going through the events of John Wick. Oh my gosh. Keanu, if somehow you're listening to this, get that done. 
Somebody needs to green light that. I bet that would get kickstarted in a day. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure Keanu would be on board too. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But but I think that would just about do it, man. Is there anything else? No, I got nothing, bro. All right, and we will see you guys next time. Later.